Blessings, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Eagle's Voice Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. The message you'll be listening to is titled, The Lord's Cleansing. Enjoy and God bless. 2020 was a year of testing. 2021 is going to be a year of cleansing. God is cleansing his house. And the word of the Lord that I have tonight, I believe will be encouraging for some. Um, and others, it might be a rock of offense. The word of God says that the word Jesus Christ is a rock of offense to those who do not obey his word. So God is really getting things in order this year. He's he's raising people up, you know, people that you never thought you would see raised up in this hour or being raised up. People who have been hidden, you know, over the last year, seeking the Lord, just being faithful to the to the Lord, feeling like the Lord has just been hiding them in a certain place you know, asking the Lord, why haven't you used me? Why haven't you used me? The reason why he hasn't used you is because he's been preparing you. He's been preparing you for this very hour and for this very time to go forth and to be his threshing sledge in this earth against the powers of darkness. Because we see powers of darkness like never before in this earth, the things that we're faced with today. Um, I know I haven't seen it in my lifetime. So we have to be prepared as the church and God is going to use those who he has prepared and who are ready. Amen. So I know you're ready. I know you're ready to be used by God. I know you're excited about this year and what God is going to bring, because I could tell you that if you want to be used, God will use you in a mighty way. The first scripture that I'm sharing tonight is Psalms 19, chapter 19, verses 9 through 13. And it says, the fear of the Lord is clean. And that's very important to remember that the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold. Yeah, much finer than gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, your servants is warned. So the servants of the Lord are warned by the Lord's judgments. And in keeping them, there is a great reward, says the Lord. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. See, I just want to stop right there because the Lord has told me that he's going to begin to cleanse people from everything that they've been hiding. So there's people with secret sins, people with things that they've been hiding that others have not known about. The Lord is going to um, begin to start cleansing his church, cleansing the people of those things that they've been dealing with. So what the Lord spoke to me about, he said there's some things in 2020 that he allowed that he is not going to allow in 2021. So these are some things. Um, it was an area, a time of grace as well, when the Lord allowed us to do certain things, maybe certain people doing certain things. Not that it was okay, but God allowed a certain thing for a certain time. But God is going to begin to move upon people's hearts and begin to show them what they have to get rid of in their life. And they're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to be obedient to the Lord and get rid of these things that I've been holding on to? Or am I going into 2020 with the same mess and the same things that I've been carrying from 2020? And I want to tell you that you're not going to be able to come into 2021 with any secret sin. You're not going to be able to come into 2021 and expect to be used by God, not walking uprightly before the Lord. And that's just the season that we're in. Amen. So we can see here that um, the judgments of the Lord is what we are warned by. And in keeping the judgments of God, there is great reward. Who can understand his heirs? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Keep me back. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sin. 
Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Amen. There's many people who has sin. Um, sin is dom having dominion over them. But God does not want sin to have dominion over, over you. God wants you to have dominion over it. Amen. The Bible says these who walk by the Spirit of God, these who are led by the Spirit of God, are the sons and daughters of God. And so we have to understand that we don't walk according to the dictates of our flesh, but we walk according to the dictates of the spirit of the living God. And when we're led by the spirit of God, see, sin does not have dominion over us. We need to realize that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. That God sent his son to condemn sin in the flesh. He sent him on the, count, the, on the account of sin to condemn sin in the flesh, that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So first of all, we have to recognize and know who we are in Christ, what was paid for us on the cross through Jesus Christ, so we can walk in our rightful authority as believers and take dominion not only over sin, but over the devil and the works of darkness. See, as long as sin has dominion over us, we have no power over the enemy. And that's not what God has created us for. See, he told us in Luke 10, 19, he says, I give you authority, right? Over the enemy, all authority, the trample upon the serpent and the scorpion and over all power of the enemy. And that's how God wants us to walk in this hour. He wants us trampling upon the head of the serpent in this hour like never before. No more secret sin. God is cleansing his church in this hour and he's putting us on front street. He's saying, get right or get left. And that's what it's coming down to in this hour. See, there's no more playing church. People are getting tired of going to dead churches with no power, you know, with no anointing, with no truth. You know, if you're, if they're not preaching against sin and telling people, hey, that adultery that you're committing, it needs to stop. That homosexuality that you're committing needs to stop. You know, all that other types of stuff needs to stop. You know, and if it doesn't get preached from the house of God, if the shepherds are not leading the sheep, then the whole everyone falls in the ditch. Amen. So God is raising up people who are not a scared are not scared to raise up a standard. See, and that's what needs to be raised right now in the body of Christ. A standard needs to be raised in the body of Christ. Amen. And God is raising up young, bold women, bold men that are not ashamed. You know, and that and that will not be dismayed by the looks of men, will not be worried about what they say or what they think, but that will walk uprightly before the Lord. See, God has called us to be holy. God has told us, called us to be upright before him. This is what God is calling us to. He's not calling us to be mediocre Christians. He's not calling us to be casual Christians. He's not calling us, you know, to agree with what everyone else is agreeing with in the world. No, you have to know that you've been set apart, that you have a purpose and God will use you. You don't have to compromise your faith. Amen. Who cares what the world is doing? You want to see what God is going to do in 2021. Then walk in obedience. Amen. And allow God to use you like you've never been used before. So we read in, in Psalms chapter 19 verse 9. The first uh, beginning of that scripture. It says the fear of the Lord is clean. It's enduring forever. So those who walk in the fear of the Lord will keep themselves clean and avoid opening doors to demons. And that's very important. The fear of the Lord is very important to have in your life. You need the fear of, fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. See, fools don't want to hear no wisdom. Fools don't want to hear any instruction. And you know what? But the, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Once you begin to have the fear of the Lord in your heart, the Lord will begin to download knowledge into you. 
like never before. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. That's Proverbs 4, 7. So when we receive knowledge of who we are called to be, we get an understanding that God has called us to live a life of holiness, obedience, and cleanliness towards him. And that's what God is calling us to do in this hour. He's calling us to live upright before him. Amen? So, but it all begins with the fear of the Lord in our lives. I can't stress that enough. I can't say that enough that we need the fear of the Lord in our lives. You know, me and my sister, we did a deliverance um, last week, I believe it was, and um, she had told us that people charge for deliverance. And when I heard that people charge for deliverance, the fear of the Lord came upon me. It, it was like the fear of the Lord just came upon me thinking that, you know, that I could, if I was to charge for deliverance, see, that ain't something the Lord would ever let me do. Could never. The Bible says, as you freely receive, you need to freely give. But there's some people with no fear of the Lord. You know, they'd rather go do their own agenda and do what they want to do rather than what God wants them to do. We need the fear of the Lord in our life. So without the fear of the Lord, there is no reverence. Let me just say that. And without reverence, there is no honor. And without no honor, there is no glory. The Bible says that God gets all the glory. Anything and everything that we do as, as followers of Jesus Christ, as servants of God, is all to point glory to Jesus Christ. We know that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Besides him, there is no other. He is the living word of God. Amen. He is Emmanuel. He is the Rose of Sharon. He is the great I Am. So he is all of these things, and he is to get the glory alone. Man is not to get the glory. God says, I share my glory with no one. No one is to share glory with God. See, God has saved us and cleansed us so that we can go out and be a testament onto his goodness to other people, to bring people to the Lord, to testify of who he is, amen? Not to boast about ourselves, not to boast about how good we could pray, how many demons we could cast out, how many people we can heal. No, if God isn't getting the glory, then we're not doing it for the right reason. And in this hour, God is only going to get the glory. Men are no longer going to be getting the glory or trying to steal the glory from God. But in this hour, God is going to rise up and all shall know that he is the Lord God of Israel. And this is what's going to happen. You know, there's there's no way around it. When God says it, it's going to be done. So we have to know that God gets the glory. Man doesn't get the glory. Let's look at James chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness and wisdom. There it is in wisdom again. Let his works be done in meekness and in wisdom. But if you have bitter, look at this is what the Lord is going to begin cleansing. He's going to be removing these things. See, he's, I believe he's going to begin to show people what they need to get rid of in their life. You know, and I'm not, ex I'm not exempt from this. I'm preaching the message, amen, but I'm not exempt from this. See, when I was in prayer on the first, see, God began to show me. He didn't only begin to speak to me. He began to show me things that I needed to get rid of, amen, and the things that he was going to do. So I had to make a conscious choice within myself too. And they might not even be bad to you. They might be some things that you have that you had in your house, maybe some things that you've been doing, but God is speaking to you. Holy Spirit is speaking to you and telling you that you can't bring this stuff into 2021. It's time to shed that stuff off. It's time to shed that weight off. Amen. And just be obedient to the Lord. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice 
sacrifice. And that's what God is calling us to in this hour. Pure obedience. Come on. He's not caring about the sacrifice that you make. You say, but God, I go to church every Sunday. I get up at 7 a.m. I pray, I pray, I do this. He says, yeah, but you ain't done what I told you to do. You're still holding on to them same things that I told you to get rid of two years ago. So obedience is better than sacrifice. It doesn't matter how many good deeds that we do for the Lord, how much work we do for the Lord. If we can't obey him, come on, obedience, people, it's obedience. And we all have to walk in obedience. I'm going to share. Um, let me finish reading this scripture before I share the word the Lord gave me. So he says here, so this is what the Lord's going to begin to strip off. It says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, okay? But it's earthly, sensual, and demonic. So we see here that there's a wisdom from above, and then there's a demonic, sensual wisdom that's not from God. There's a wisdom that's from Satan, and there's a wisdom that's from God. So we need to know that not all wisdom is good wisdom, and we need to discern between the two. We have to know and rightly divide the truth of God's word and know what kind of wisdom we're dealing with in this earth. You know, because you know what? There's a lot of, sh there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing that'll appear that they have wisdom, but it's not the wisdom of God. It's self-seeking that they desire. It's self-exaltation that they desire. It's for them to be seen and for the likes and for the views, but it's not for the glory of Jesus Christ. But it may look like it is for the glory of God, but it is not. So you have to know that there's a wisdom from God and there's a wisdom from Satan. So this wisdom does not descend from above, but this is earthly, sensual, and demonic. It says, for where every envy, listen to this, where envy and self-seeking exist. Remember I was telling you about men wanting to exalt themselves? So wherever envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But listen to this. Here goes the wisdom which is from above. Wisdom which is from above is first pure and then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, hallelujah, and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. See, the wisdom from above shows no partiality. How many times have you been to a church and someone walks in from outside who is homeless and they get ushered out? See, that's partiality. When they come in, they don't smell so good. They're a little dirty, but they can't come into the church service because they smell or because, you know, they're not clean. See, that's not godly wisdom. That's demonic wisdom. See, wisdom, show, wisdom from above shows connect in Jesus' name. I'm having a little trouble connection issues, but I, I declare that this live stream will continue in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So we need to discern between earthly wisdom, right, and demonic wisdom. And we also see, you know, that we can't exalt ourselves. We can't be in this for the glory of ourselves. We have to be, the, be in this for Jesus. You know, our number one desire should be to see people set free and for souls to be saved. Amen. And that's the desire that God gives us because the Bible says that God wishes above all things, right? Hallelujah. That people come to repentance and come to the knowledge of the truth. So God wants everyone to be saved. Everybody, he wants everyone to come to the truth. But I'm telling you, his servants, his servants are his children, us, we have to walk uprightly before him. We have to be the testimony. See, we can't be living like everyone else in the club. We can't be doing everything, right? We can't be praising, you know, um, the Lord on Sunday with our lips, you know, and then blaspheming his name by our actions on Monday. See, we can't be doing that. We have to walk obedient. We have to be a living testimony 
to those that are on the outside. The Bible says, be a separate, be holy for I am holy. And that's what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to be a holy people. Does that mean that we don't fall and make mistakes? No, everybody sins. The Bible says that anything apart from faith is sin. How many times a day do we not, you know, might do something out of faith and that's sin. But that's why Jesus has come, right? He's come to bridge the gap from us being separated from the Father. He's the mediator that brought us back to the Father. But you know what? That doesn't give us a passage to go out and sin and do everything else, to live a life disobedient, to live a life of fornication, when we know that that's not what God called us to do. See, there's a message of false grace that has been preached that has deceived the church for many years to think that they could say a prayer and then they can go and sleep with Judy and Betty and, and Nicole and everybody else and you still all good. See, you ain't all, you ain't all good. You know, you can't do that. You know, the word of God, when you, if you've been born again, you've got the, the spirit of the living God living inside of you. And you know what comes with that? Conviction comes with that. And we have to obey the word of God. And this is truth. You know, somebody has to preach it. Somebody has to say, it. if I got to be the one to do it, I'm going to do it. Praise God. I'm going to be obedient to God. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. You know, I know this might not be a popular message for some, but God is calling us to walk in obedience. We can no longer walk around thinking that we can live however we want to live and expect God to use us. If you're comfortable sitting on your couch, if you're comfortable going to church on Sunday and Wednesday, so be it. You make your choice. But you know what? There's a remnant being raised up right now that are not comfortable with that. They're going out. They're delivering people. They're preaching the gospel and they're spending hours and hours doing it. They're sowing their own time into this ministry. Amen. And God sees that. See, it's not about us, but it's for it's about the glorification of God's kingdom and what God is doing in this hour. We cannot sit back in, in 2021, hallelujah, like things in the past. It's not going back to normal. Things are not going back to normal any longer. And we have to come to the realization that it's time for God's remnant to rise up. See, if God doesn't, if, if, if you don't want to be used, God will raise up somebody else. And he's doing that right now. He's raising up people. He's raising up prostitutes. He's raising up gangbangers. He's raising up politicians. He's raising up people in the marketplace. Amen. He's raising up millionaires and they're all becoming born again. And they're all, they all want to be an influence for Jesus. So God is raising up a remnant right now. So we have to be ready. We have to be allow the Lord to cleanse us. We have to open up our ears and say, Lord, what do you want to, what do you want to do in my life? What do you need me to get rid of? And that's what God is calling us to do. The word that the Lord had given me on, what was it? On the first of the year, it was, it says here, I got it here. It says, the Lord is cleansing his house. He's requiring a new level of cleanliness, obedience, and a new level of holiness. Get rid of everything that the Lord shows you that he may have that what he may have allowed last season will not be allowed now. Listen for the Lord. The simplicity of the gospel is going to be preached and power is going to be released. It's the power of God to salvation. Men shall be saved by this powerful yet simple message when they put their faith in Jesus. No more shows, no more gimmicks, no more games, says the Lord. There has been no change when the gospel has been preached to people because the vessels that have been preaching it are not holy as I am holy. They have profaned my name by their actions, have no fear of the Lord, 
and no reverence towards my holy name. In this hour, when my chosen servants preach my gospel, power will be released and lives will be changed. And that's the word of the Lord that which he gave me. And that is so powerful. You know, a lot of times you see people, they say, what? You know, I got saved. I, I said a prayer, but there is no power. You know, there is no change. They go back doing the same things that they did before. You know, no, God wants supernatural power to be released. See, you know that Ezekiel 36, 26 prayer? Come on. That's what God is going to do. He says he'll do that for anybody who asks him. He says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I'll take out that stony heart out of your flesh. I'll put a heart of flesh in you. I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to do my judgments and keep them. Come on. That's what God is going to do. That's what God is doing. He's taking people. He's taking that old heart out. He's putting his spirit in. He's giving them new desires, new ways to think, new ways to live, new ways to love. They're no longer the same. Like the Bible says, anyone who is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away and all things have become new. When you become born again, all things have become new. Come on. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit with Bible evidence and speaking in tongues, it's time to get baptized in the Spirit of God. I did a teaching recently on John chapter 20 about the Resurrection Sunday and Pentecost Sunday. On Resurrection Sunday, when Jesus came back, he came to his disciples and he, it says in John 20, if you read it, it says he breathed into his disciples. He breathed the uh, Punia, the spirit of God, the breath of God is the spirit of God. It says he breathed into him, into his disciples. And when he breathed into him, it wasn't that he just blowed on him. He actually took his breath, I believe like CPR respiration and breathed into his disciples and they received the spirit of God. That's when they were born again. That's when they went from Old Testament to believing in Jesus to actually being born again. But what happened in that time? Peter went back fishing. See, there was no big change within Peter. It wasn't until the Lord says, Terry, because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came and the baptism of the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples in Acts chapter 2, Peter preached a message that over 3,000 people got saved and they turned the world upside down. See, Peter didn't go fishing ever again. He went forth and he preached the gospel with power. If we want to see change in our life, we have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on. You need to go find a church. You need to find somebody that will lay hands on you. Amen. And that you may receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right here over live stream. Amen. God has no limitations on how he works. But if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit with Bible evidence of speaking in tongues, it's the time. It's the time. Say, Lord, you know, give it to me. Don't tarry. See, the Bible says it, Jesus told them to tarry. That don't mean that you tarry. You receive it. You say, Lord, I'm ready. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says that John came baptizing with water, but he said, there's one coming after me whom saddle strap I'm not worthy to loose. He says, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Come on. God wants to ignite you like never before and set you on fire for him and send you out to do a work. Come on. Don't ever let anybody tell you that God can't use you. God will use you. He'll use you mightily. So we just saw there, um, I believe what I just read, I just got re done reading James. So let's talk about the cleansing. We're talking about the cleansing tonight. So why is the Lord cleansing his church? We have to think about this. Come on. Why do you wash dishes? Why do you wash dirty dishes, right? You, you wash dirty dishes to get them clean and prepared for use. See, God is cleaning his church 
and he's preparing his church and getting them ready for use. See, he wants us to be of proper use. See, if we're not cleansed, we're walking around doing all them other things we've been doing. We're not acceptable. You know, we're not, we're not, uh, we can't go out and do the work God wants us to do because we're condemned by our own actions. You know, out there not living right. God knows he wants to use us. He wants to cleanse his church and remove everything that's ever been hindering you in your life. So you just think about it like dishes. You're not going to drink out of a dirty cup. If I drink out of a cup, I'm slobbing on the cup and I hand you my cup. I say, here, take a drink. You ain't going to drink out of my cup, especially right now with this Rona thing people's talking about, you know, but how much more, you know, God's people need to be cleansed. God's people need to be prepared for a work that God's about to do. So God is preparing his remnant. That's why this cleansing is coming. That's why God is cleansing his people. He's doing it. Look, and this is the reason why Christ gave himself for the church. We can see it in Ephesians chapter five, verse 26. Listen to this. This is why Christ gave himself. You know what he means when he says he gave himself? He was crucified. He was spit upon. He was mocked. He was ridiculed. It says his, his figure was marred more than any man that his own mother couldn't recognize him. So this is why he did all of this for the church. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse. Come on. There it is. He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Amen. The word of God is Jesus Christ himself, the living word of God, the word, the living word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, having not spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. And that's what God has done. He's cleansed us and washed us that we can be, be uh, holy, just as he is holy. Amen. He's cleansing his church for this hour. He's preparing his bride. When you see the cleansing happening this year, see last year was a year of testing. This year is a year of cleansing. You will see the people that refuse to repent, the people that refuse to get rid of those hidden sin and hold on to the things that they've been holding on to are not going to be used any longer. They are going to be removed. But I want to tell you some other good news. If you've been bound by sin and you've been stuck in these things and that you hate it and you cry out to God and you don't like the things that you're doing, I'm telling you that deliverance is coming to you. Amen. Find somebody Find a deliverance minister. Find somebody that can minister deliverance to you. And the Lord is going to set you free and he's going to set you on fire. See, there's a difference between bound, being bound, and then willfully sinning. See, willful sin eventually results in bondage. When you open the door long enough, a demon's going to come in. Come on. God will be gracious for so long. But when you open doors to demons, they're going to come in. It's kind of like flies. We don't want flies in our house. Nobody intentionally lets a fly in, but we allowed that fly access when we opened our front door. See, you didn't know he came in, but you opened the door. You didn't want him there, but you opened the door. And that's the same thing with believers and demons. See, a lot of people think that Christians can't get demons. Come on, that's a lie. De believers have demons. And how many churches do you see casting demons out of believers or even touching on the subject of deliverance. That was Jesus's number one ministry. Deliverance was Jesus's number one ministry, healing and deliverance, casting out demons everywhere he went. You know, you'll see everything else, but you'll see deliverance. But I want to tell you that deliverance is yours. If you need deliverance, if you want deliverance, I'm telling you that there's freedom in Jesus Christ. There's nobody that cannot be set free. Amen. Deliverance is for the desperate. You have to be desperate. You have to be willing 
to let those things go and come on to the Lord and say, Lord, I repent. I put those things behind me. I need deliverance. And God is right there. And I'm telling you that you'll receive peace. You'll receive deliverance like never before in your life. So we see here, we read that Jesus has come to sanctify, to cleanse his church, to wash us uh, with the water, by the water of the word. Amen. And that's so important that we need to get into the word of God. We need to wash ourselves. We need to cleanse ourselves daily. Come on. We need to renew our mind in the word of God. That's how we stay sharp, saints. That's how we stay built up, praying in the Holy Spirit and reading the word of God, being strengthened oh, with all power according to his glorious might. See, God is doing a new thing. How many of you are ready for a new thing? New season, new anointing, new level. Come on. Promotion. Come on. And that belongs to the faithful. Are you going to be obedient to what God is calling you to do? Or are you going to keep sitting down on the sidelines? Or are you going to rise up and say, God, use me? I believe that you're going to say, rise up. I believe that you are going to rise up and say, God, use me. I want to be used. And God is going to use you. Brothers and sisters, believe it. Believe it. It's going to be an awesome hour you, that we're going to see so many people saved, so many people set free, and so many people delivered. See, but you know what? You got to have a heart, a loving heart to see those people set free. See, God told me, huh, the, the, the same believers that are casting stones at unbelievers but can't even cast out a demon, he said, come on, they're not going to be used. If you're casting stones at unbelievers, but you can't cast out a demon to set those unbelievers that you're talking about free, he's saying, sit down. We can't even talk about those people. See, we're not called to judge the people on the outside. The Bible says we shall judge a tree by its fruit, but he's talking about the people on the inside, the preachers, the false prophets, and all these other people, you know, scamming, scamming the sheep of God, fleecing the sheep of God. You know, that's what the Lord is talking about. So, we need to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves in this hour. God is going to use you and raise you up if you're willing and ready to be used. I believe you are ready to be used. I, I believe you're ready to allow God to do what he's been waiting to do inside of you. Some of you have been getting prepared. God has been hiding you. I'm telling you that God is going to bring you out of that hiding place this year. And he's going to use you to do some mighty things. And 1 Peter um, verse 1, chapter 22 and 23 says, since you have been purified, your souls in obeying the truth. There it is. Your souls have been purified in obeying the truth. There it is. Obedience again through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren. Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the word of God lives and abides forever. See, all these other things that we move in, the gifts of the Spirit, all these things, see, they're not going to abide forever, but the Word of God is going to abide forever. The Word of God is never going to go anywhere. So we can't trust in gifts, per se. Gifts are good. You know, the moving, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit is awesome. You know, those are all great things. But number one priority and number one focus on our life should be the Word of God. The Bible says to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, to rightly divide the Word. Amen. We need to be able to rightly divide the Word. We have to know the truth of God because all these other gifts are going to be all around. They're, they're going to be here now, but they're not going to be there later. What's going to be there later? Faith isn't going to be even be there later. When we get to heaven, we won't need faith no more. But you know what's going to be there? The Word. Amen. And we're going to see how much word we have in us, you know, how much we've been meditating, how much we've been washing ourselves and cleansing ourselves by the unadulterated word of God, which lives and abides forever. And in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, 
verses 1 through 8, we're talking about the cleansing of the Lord, what the Lord is going to begin to remove from people's lives. You know, if people can willingly remove it, be obedient, say, Lord, I'll remove these things. I'll get rid of these things. I'll remove the unforgiveness. I'll remove the bitterness. I'll remove the resentment. I won't hold on to those things no more. Amen. Then you're going to see a peace. You're going to feel something lifting off of you. You're going to feel the presence of God like you've never felt it. But some things are holding you back from where you need to go because you still have these things in your life, whether it's a tangible physical object or whether it's something that you're holding on into inside. God will begin to show you what those things he's going to begin cleansing his house and he's going to warn his people. He's going to show his 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 children what they need to get rid of. And we have to be obedient to that. First Peter chapter two, verses one through eight says, therefore, laying aside, this is the stuff that we have to lay aside, people. Listen for the Lord. What is he telling you to lay aside? Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit. Come on, is there any lying? Is there any hypocrisy, any envy, and any evil speaking? Are we speaking evil of people? Are we backbiting people? See, God is saying, put these things away as newborn babes. Come on, newborn babies don't talk about nobody. All they want is milk. Come on, newborn babies. All they want is... is a, it. Come on, you know what they want. They want they want that that bottle or that breast or how however they're eating. That's all they want. They're not busy talking about nobody. It says here, it says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Come on, we need to be like newborn babies, staying out of everybody's business and just staying in the word of God. You know, growing by that milk. Babies eat that milk every day and they're growing and they're growing and they're growing. And before you know it, you know, you go to your friend's house, you say, look at little, little Nisha. She's, al she's already three years old. I remember her when she, she was just a baby, but she's been growing because she's been eating. She's been feeding. She hasn't been worried about nobody else. She's just been worried about growing and eating. And that's what God wants us to do right now in this hour. Just worry about feasting on his word and growing in the word of God. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at what the other preacher's doing. Don't look at what this man's doing. Don't look at how many likes this person has, how many followers this person has. Be obedient to God. And I'm telling you that God will bless your life. Come on. It's not about anything else but being obedient to the word of God. We have everything we need. Uh, uh, Colossians 1.17 says, Christ is before all things and in him all things consist. When you put Christ first, you have everything that you need in life. I'm telling you right now. So he's telling us here to desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Come on. How many of you have tasted that the Lord is gracious? Just put a number one down there. If you've tasted that the Lord is gracious in your life, I know you have. He is a wonderful, wonderful God. The next verse says, coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we are a spiritual house. We're a holy priesthood and we offer up spiritual sacrifices which are accepted, acceptable to God. The word of God says that those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth for God is spirit. You know, something that stood out to me to hear it says that we are rejected by men. Why are so many people seeking to be accepted by men? Why do so many people, you know, want to be popular and accepted by men? You have to know that preachers, it's okay when, if people don't like you. 
Men and women of God, if you're in leadership, it's okay if people don't like you. People are going to either hear you or not hear you. They're either going to receive you or reject you. See, that's not for you to worry about. The only thing that for you to worry about is that you preach the truth of God's word in the people's life. If you love the people, you have to warn the people. Amen. And that's what God is calling us to do. He's not calling us to be like, liked. He says we've been rejected by men. That's something that we have to be called to. If you want to be a, 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 a man, a, you know, a preacher of the word of God, you can't have soft skin. You have to be ready for the people to talk about you. You have to be ready for the people to reject you. You have to have only one purpose, and that's to please Jesus. You know, that has to be our only ambition, and our only goal in life is to please God. Amen? So that's what God is calling us to do, to walk in obedience. Amen? To be holy as he is holy in this hour that we're in. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame so it doesn't matter what men think of you it don't matter if you've been rejected because if you've believed on the chief cornerstone you will by no means be put to shame and that's all that matters therefore to you who believe he is precious amen but listen to this to you who he believes he is precious but to those who are disobedient the stone which the builder rejected has become a chief cornerstone. And I understand here that this message that I'm preaching, you know, that it's not okay no more. You know, it never has been for believers, you know, to commit adultery. It's never been okay for believers to fornicate. It's never been a right for believers to do any of that. You know, that's a disobedient believer. And I'm going I'm to go ahead and say that right now. And you know what? This message will be a message of offense to those who are disobedient because right here it says here that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. When you preach against sin, you will become a rock of offense to people. When you preach against sin and all these other things that, sh that, that shouldn't be done against believers, come on, against believers that are doing this, It'll become offensive to them because they're not obedient to the word of truth. If they were living obedient to the word of God, it would be an acceptable message to them. But if you preach against the things that the Bible preaches against, it, they get offended because they're not obedient. They're not obedient to the word of God. Look, they stumble. Listen to this. The next verse, it says they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. So these brothers and sisters were appointed to the word of God, just like me and you. See, but they choose to be disobedient. And when you try to correct them on their disobedience, they get offended. It's not, they're not offended at you. They're offended at Christ in you, the rock of offense, because you choose to walk according to what the word of God says, because you choose to walk obedient. People will begin to judge you and say that you think you're better than them. No, it's not that we think that we're better than them. It's that we choose to obey our Heavenly Father. Amen. And that's what it comes down to. And when you walk in obedience and when you call a spade a spade and when you call things out, people are going to be offended. But you know what? It's okay. Keep loving. Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep trusting. You know, and keep loving. You know, that's that's the main thing. Keep loving our brothers and sisters. And that's what it's about. You know, and, and it's not about throwing our brothers and sisters sin in their face, because if we're real brothers and sisters and we see them stumbling, we're going to pull them to the side. We're going to call them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to uplift them because it said the Bible says, I believe in the book of James, 
If if someone's uh, you know turns a sinner from the error of his way, he covers a multitude of sin. So a believer's number one compassion should not be to throw the sinner under the bus. See, I'm just addressing these things to you know stir people up that if we are walking in disobedience, that we can get right with God, that we can put those things to to the side. You know, and allow God to use you how he intended to use you. This isn't to bash believers who are living in sin. No, I want all believers to get right with God. Same as God does, but the sin has to be addressed. You know, and that's what it comes down to. God loves us. He has a wonderful plan for our life, but truth has to be preached. You know, no more watered down messages. You know, no more uh, preaching what people want to hear, you know, what tickles their flesh, what makes them feel good. No, straight, uncut word of God, truth is what's coming forth. And that's what it has to be. God is raising up a remnant in this hour and people are hungry and people want to hear it. People want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear watered down messages no more. They don't want to hear this fake love and, and, and false humility anymore. They want to see power. They want to see love. Amen. They want to see action, you know, going out into the streets, loving the community, praying for the lost, you know, casting out demons, healing the sick, you know, and that's what it's about. God is calling us to in this hour. So lift up your brothers and sisters. If you know any brothers and sisters, you know, that are maybe walking in air, you know, that that, that aren't doing things, you know, and you see them falling backwards, give them a call, pray for them, love them, lift them up. Amen. And we'll say a prayer uh, before we end. I got one last scripture. I'm going to tell you the word of God right here was just talking about those who um, are disobedient. The word of God is a stumbling block to those who are disobedient, but to, but, but to us, um, we've been appointed. Amen. It's not a stumbling block for us. In the next verse, in verses nine through 10, it says, but you, come on, you and I and every other believer that obeys the word of God and trusts God, look at you are a chosen generation. This is what God is saying. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many of you are glad that God has called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light? Come on, that's something to rejoice. That's my prayer all the time. I say, Lord, Thank you for bringing me out of darkness and placing me in your marvelous light. Thank you, Lord God, because you know what? I was in so much bondage that I didn't even realize how much bondage I was in. But God, he broke the chains. Amen. He broke the generational curses. He broke the 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 um, the path that I was leading for my children. He broke all of that and he gave me a new hope. He gave me a new life. You know, and I got to set the boundaries. I got to draw the line in the sand and say the generational curses stop here. The drug addiction stops here. The alcoholism stops here. Come on. And I raise my children and I teach them according to the word of God. Now, once they get of age, they have to make their own determination. They have to make their own choice on what they're going to do, who they're going to serve. But you know what? That word that you sowed in your children, that love that you sowed into your children is never going to go away. And you have to know that the seed of the righteous shall not be forsaken. Come on. There's children out there that are wayward in this season God is going to bring back. There's rebellious children. There's children. There's prodigal children that God is going to bring back in this hour. God is raising up 17, 18, 19 year olds for his glory in this hour. And you're going to see the younger generation be used like never before. You're going to see young children prophesying, laying hands, healing people just by the laying on of hands in Jesus name. You're going to see some miracles like you've never seen in this hour before for the glorification of Jesus Christ, for his kingdom is at hand. The word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added. 
pray that his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. You are a carrier of his glory and you have to know that. You have to know that God is going to use you, that the power that abides within you is the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. If you were born again, you have the Holy Spirit and God has marked you for this hour. He has set you apart for a purpose and his glory will rest upon your life. So rejoice and know that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that you're his own special people, that you've been brought from darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And that's something to rejoice about. That's something to shout about, people. And I'm just going to pray tonight. If you guys have any prayer requests, please drop them below. We're going to begin to get into some prayer real quick. We're going to go into the throne room. You know, the veil was torn in two, that we can go into the Holy of Holies, that we could seek the Father, that we can press in. And that's what God has called us to do. He's called us to intercede. Praise God that the Bible says that Jesus forever makes intercession for us, but he doesn't pray for the unbelievers. See, Jesus doesn't pray for those who are not saved. The Bible says that he makes intercession for us. Amen. So that's where we come in. Amen. That's where we come in and pray for the lost. We pray for those who do not know the Lord. But I just want to say a prayer for every believer out there that might be struggling, every believer that's at a crossroad, every believer that might have some bondage in their life, every believer that's been dealing maybe with suicide, um, any person out there that may be dealing with depression or anxiety today, anybody dealing with any doubt or unbelief, I just want to tell you to cast down those thoughts in the name of Jesus. See, the Bible says to cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the word of God and hold it captive until it's obedience to Christ Jesus. Those thoughts that don't line up with the word of God, you have to cast down. That's why it's so important to get into the word of God and know what God's word says. If you don't know what God's word says, you won't be able to discern the voice of God from the voice of Satan. You won't know how to discern the voice of a false prophet from the truth of God's word. So we need the word of God in our life, the word of God. Hallelujah. And as we read the word of God, we feed our spirits. We build ourselves up when we pray in the Holy Ghost. And when you don't know what to pray for, believe the spirit of God will pray through you for what needs to be prayed for. So let's just pray right now. Father, I lift up, Lord God, every believer that may be struggling with any secret sin, Father God, any believer right now, Lord God, that is holding on to things, Lord God, that they should not hold on to and the things that you are calling them to get rid of, Father God. We just bind the enemy over them right now, Father God, and we just declare that a clear understanding is coming, that open ears, Father God, hear clearly your voice, Father God, that hearts are receptive to the move of your spirit, Lord. We thank you that you're breaking off addiction right now. We thank you, Lord God, that you're breaking off anxiety right now. We thank you, Father God, that you're breaking off depression and suicide right now, Father God. We bind every spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus and we lose, lose the truth of your word, Father God. We declare, Father God, that you've called us for a time and an hour such as this. So we declare that every prodigal son, every prodigal daughter and child is returning home right now in the name of Jesus, that you touch them exactly where they are right now in their sin, in that dope house, Lord God, in that strip house, Lord God. We pray that you move by your spirit, Lord, and you're speaking to them right now to go home, to come on to the Father, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are drawing them by your spirit in the name of Jesus, Father God. Lord 
God, we thank you for those, Lord God, who have been in rebellion, Father, that are coming back, Lord God, that are surrendering, Lord God, that are casting their crown before your feet, Lord. We just thank you, Father, for a revival, a personal revival within their hearts, for creating a passion and a desire for prayer like never before, Father God. We thank you for your great grace and for your anointing upon them in the name of Jesus, Father God. Now, I lift up anybody right now dealing with any illness, any sickness, I bind the spirit of infirmity right now and I loose the healing power of God from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. For Jesus has taken your infirmity and bore your sickness as it was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. So we speak healing to your bones. We speak healing right now to every internal organ. We speak right now every every artery be clear in the name of Jesus. Every artery be cleared right now in the name and by the authority of Jesus Christ. I speak the arthritis. I bind the spirit of arthritis right now. I declare that that joint pain, that knuckle pain, that wrist pain, that knee pain is going now in the name and by the authority of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we just thank you right now for deliverance, Father, upon anybody that may de be dealing with any strongholds in their life, Lord God. We bind the enemy right now, Lord Lord God, and we loose your blood, Father God. We loose, Father God, hallelujah, your blood upon them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, and we dispatch warring angels, Father God, to be encamped about them, to guard, shield, and protect them, that no hurt, harm, or danger shall come near them, Father God. You said that the angel of the Lord encamps about those who fear you and delivers them from all harm. So we thank you that your hand is upon them now. Lord God, we thank you that deliverance has come. You you said in the book of Joel that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So we declare deliverance in Jesus' name. We declare that this year is a year of liberation. I declare that this year is a year of understanding, a year of expansion, and a year of growth for God's kingdom like never before. You guys need to jump in, get in the deep end. Come on, God is calling us to do some great things for the kingdom of God. So this message tonight was talking about God's cleansing. God is cleansing his house. The things that he allowed in 2020 are not going to be allowed to bring into 2021. So God is going to begin to be speaking to people, telling them the things to get rid of, the animosity, the anger, the hate, the resentment. Come on, if you have any idols in your house, any um, idol worship, any, any artifacts or anything in your house, it's time to get rid of those idols. Any meditation, any incense, come on, all of that stuff. It needs to go. And God will begin to start revealing these things to you in Jesus' name. So God bless you guys. I thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, I'm Darren Ocho with Eagle Altar Ministries. This is the Wednesday Night Outlet. And God bless you guys. If this message blessed you guys today, go ahead and share it with somebody. Somebody needs to hear the message. You know, God is cleansing his house this year. Last year was the year of testing. This year is the year of cleansing. God bless you guys. I love you guys. And Keep pushing for the Lord.